0: I know the human being and science, science. can just peacefully.
1: This without thou Petri Dish. Hey guys, welcome to Petri Dish. I'm Nathan.
0: And I'm Sean.
1: Look, guys, I might sound a little different today. Sean's looking a little covid right? <laughs> so I'm wearing a mask today. Right? Oh, you're going to
0: mask, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's like, kind uh... of you. <laughs> that's like... kind of you to not request that I mask up. Why would no, you man, say anything Freedom. Like that? <laughs> all right? It's your personal freedom to give COVID. I all see. Right? This is your libertarian sort of perspective on well, this.
1: Well, you know, there's this new law in Arkansas. You can actually sue anyone who wears a mask as a private citizen. And the Supreme Court was like, hey, it's kosher, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Was that that long? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, dude. Wow. (laughs) SB shitboot. Oh, wow. Yeah, anyway, what we're talking about. Um, Guys, it's really important, all right, to write to your representative. If you live in Texas, no, i just kidding. Was this entire thing a bit? No. What is going on? No, was it wasn't a bit. I mean,
0: I guess it was a bit. Yeah. But it wasn't unplanned. Do you call something utterly unplanned a bit? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying this was like an improv session or anything like that. Um, wow. Can you please introduce the topic, you son of a It's bitch? definitely funnier than most improv sessions. <laughs> <laughs> Here, give me a second. Uh, great.
1: All right. So, guys, you've joined us on this beautiful odyssey through the kelp forests. You've imagined all sorts of myrrh pocahontas types being like... I actually don't know any songs from that musical. I don't like that musical. I always get to the gold song and I turn it off. Okay. Yeah, I'm like, fuck this one. But <laughs> I was like, there's too many crackers digging up my gold. You know, I just don't like it. But anyway, guys, so you've been uh, with us through a tour of all these kelp forests. We're on our final section, our part three. We're going to answer the question you've been having this whole time. How can I eat kelp? (laughs) (laughs) I want the kelp. I love kelp. Give me the kelp.
0: Yeah, it definitely came up. You know, our first episode, we were talking about natural kelp forests and all the nice things about them. Second episode, we were talking about what we can use kelp for that's not a food thing. Right. But this time... We're hungry, hungry hippos on this pod. Yes. And we eat kelp. We're a rare breed of hippo that's extinct.
1: Because they didn't make it.
0: (laughs) That only eats kelp. Yeah, we're definitely not going to make it. Um, Okay, so, yeah, this episode, we'll talk about kelp as a food. We'll talk about what kind of nutrients are in it. We'll talk about it maybe for some animal-y type feed kind of stuff. It's called the pandapotamus because it only eats kelp and it died out.
1: God, does that really work? Because pandas (laughs) don't eat kelp. Yeah, but they eat bamboo. They're also related. I feel like the it's whole just thing these big old stretch. pandas that are just swimming <laughs> in the water. they are like, num, 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 <laughs> Chinese people killed them. There's a lot about this. <laughs> Killed them for their gallbladders. There's a lot about this that feels like a stretch, but okay.
0: <laughs> Heal erectile dysfunction. <laughs> well, they need that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, all right. So, uh, <laughs> this episode Kelp Forest Part 3 Food Stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's do it. Superfood.
1: So our listeners, you know, being like well-educated hipster types, you know, you've probably all read the articles about how kim is like a superfood, right? So seaweed is like a superfood, right? Like you eat kelp and you're going to live to be a hundred, right? It's like those little Italian villages
0: where all they eat is butter, but it's like enriched butter. (laughs) So, (laughs) so to begin with, I think it's worth saying something like kim, which is also called nori, and it is sometimes called laver. Yeah, but it's um, really properly called kim. Sure. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Call out to mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's the, the sort of blackish, thin, crispy sheets of right. delicious. You take, mess, you right. You take
1: kelp or seaweed, I guess. Right. Yes. This is the
0: nuance you're about to get into. But right. you take some sort of aquatic shit and <laughs> you dry it. Yeah, into these those thin, tasty sheets. And sometimes you'll see like sushi wrapped in it, right? Yeah. That kind of thing. Okay. I abhor
1: it when they don't dry it first.
0: Uh, do you eat it sometimes uh, just, like, loosing what?
1: Right off the beach. It's actually Poseidon's uh, omakase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm You're like, Poseidon? Like... You know, whatever you give, whatever you want today, Poseidon,
0: you give me. <laughs> <laughs> it's always seaweed. Running around beaches with a chopstick, just, <laughs> like, yeah, stabbing yeah. shit. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> like, nice clam, man. Good omakase <laughs> today. So, nori slash kim is made out of what we would kind of more broadly say is seaweed. Okay, okay right. And seaweed is, like ocean vegetation shit that's photosynthetic right a lot of times it's some kind of algae mm-hmm. like we're talking brown algae or red algae interesting whereas kelp is like a more specific kind of seaweed like the big kinds. right of the kelp
1: is the stuff you see in the nature documentaries yeah i yeah, mean yeah. the kelp, the shit we've been talking about for two episodes the kelp forests right okay right. so actually it's funny because this whole three-parter I've, I've had this misconceived notion that we love eating kelp Actually, we don't eat shit for kelp, right? Like, fuck kelp. So some people
0: eat kelp. Gross. um, But you and I don't eat that much kelp. I don't eat much besides chicken. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, true. that's true. If they could make a kelp that tasted an awful lot like fried chicken, Nathan would probably eat it a lot. That's probably in two years, right? Like, <laughs> that's coming up. It's coming. So one of the places that you might see kelp used more often is actually in the process of making or being used in dashi or sort of the, the stuff that gets boiled to make a soup base for a lot of Japanese soups. Oh, so they use proper big old leaf kelp. Yeah, so in those cases, the kelp, it's much thicker. So you, you can actually find this at a bunch of Asian stores. It's just in a section with these really big packages of thick, very dried kelp that almost looks a little bit like, uh, like a smooth tree bark or something. Yeah. And so you can take that and you can basically use scissors to fucking cut it up like it's a sheet of paper. Yeah. Into little these little flat kind of blocks that you can boil in water. And right. it gets this real nice kind of broth going. Yeah, okay? sure. Okay, yeah. So I know about that. Yeah, so there's that kind of kelp. But then, the, well, hey, uh,
1: You know, I'm that guy who goes to the Japanese market in a yokata.
0: Uh-huh.
1: I skip the whole first floor. go up the stairs to where they have the
0: Gundams. Oh, uh, yeah, you do. I don't buy anything. I'm poor. I look. I know. I know. Yeah, sometimes, yeah. sometimes you're gonna look in there if they don't have the yeah, yeah, safety yeah. glass up. Yeah, they have these old <laughs> lacquerware like cabinets too. Sometimes uh-huh. I just stay there. I
1: know. And I pretend I'm a ghost. <laughs> 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 I'm that guy.
0: That's wonderful. Yeah, but I've also seen the dashi stuff as I walk. Yeah, up as you've walked past. <laughs> yeah, yeah the, it's uh, like that. The the kongu, kelp leaves, the cornbu as it's yeah. called. So yes. And and in China, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Nathan's right. He loves the Gundam section. <laughs> this is his life. <laughs> um, in China, in Japan, and in Korea, there yeah. are dishes that have actual kelp, not seaweed. Yeah. But... For the purposes of this episode, do we really give a shit about that distinction? Right. I don't think so. Yeah. Like, if there's going to be aquaculture that uses something that's more seaweed than kelp, it's probably easier to grow, right? Because it doesn't even need to anchor anything. You just kind of like. A lot of seaweeds anchor, but it's not as deep. Right. But basically, it's just there's a lot of options out there. There's a lot of food types. Yeah. There's even like uh, sugar kelp is like a little bit sweeter. Than it's other cool. kelp, so you get a little bit of that sweetness going right. on. It has mannitol in it. Yeah,
1: You know, the funny thing is, like, one of the reasons I want to talk about kelp in the first place because I want to talk about Welsh lather bread. Yeah. Like, lather, lather bread? Yeah. yeah. I think off of that, like, weird, irrational thing that happens with pattern recognition, where you're like, wait, Welsh people eat seaweed, too? Yeah. But, of course, here we are. It's not even kelp. So, they got my
0: face. Well, it's okay, though, because it is like a pile of weird seaweed shit, it's right? It's true. Uh, shout out to the Welsh yeah the koreans of the celts (laughs) anyway (laughs) let's keep going i mean i you know in a very general sense i do want to say that a lot of aquaculture and kelp production to be consumed as food is driven by east asia but they are not the only culture in the world that eats A shitload of seaweed and kelp. Sure. Many coastal regions have been stricken with desperation and poverty before. Right. Uh, So, like, it's definitely... (laughs) Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is accurate. Yeah. So there are certain kinds of kelp and shit like that that grow off the coast of, like, Ireland. And in between Ireland and England, kind of got that Welsh thing going on. Yeah. And so there are plenty of places for them to, like, pick up shit out of the ocean and be like, I better be able to eat this because I'm starving.
1: Yeah, yeah. The potato famine was actually preceded by the less famous kelp famine. That impacted fewer people. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Most people didn't notice.
0: <laughs> um, so the thing about kelp, as far as food is concerned, is you can eat kelp pretty fresh, but a lot of people find it sort of unpleasant. Right. And also, it does not keep for very long when it's fresh. Right. A lot Do you of times- find it unpleasant? like actual kelp kelp yeah 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 uh you know yes. when you and
1: me used to do pasai macase together <laughs> yeah But you moved to the big city i mean honestly i
0: remember being down on the beach and seeing a bunch of kelp sitting there and being you just like see those i big do not of eat it it yeah was, like exactly. flies and shit yeah last time i was at the beach i saw basically a kid just like a little kid run up to a huge pile with like flies like flying all over and just like reach both hands into the pile <laughs> of kelp as like the mom nearby just like yeah. sorrowfully just like gazing on completely defeated at this point right? the hands are already in and yeah. the kid just like grabs both of it starts pulling the kelp and then like falls over face first into the kelp <laughs> <laughs> just, like, and it was like oh dude big ups to the mom she's got to clean up and she's got to deal with um so he is throwing back to the sea <laughs> take it back
1: poseidon yeah. take back your child yeah yeah that's uh. right that kid's a demigod. <laughs> So, he's just like, I hate you, dad. He's
0: calling the kelp.
1: Besides, like, you little brat, you're good back here.
0: Wow, this is, you're very good at kind of creating these uh, these scenarios. Yeah, it's beautiful. Beautiful. You should write scripts or something. (laughs) Someone, baby. (laughs) So, because fresh kelp sometimes is a little bit unpleasant including texture-wise, to eat. Yeah, that's true. A lot of times what happens with kelp is it ends up getting dried first before it's used as a food product. Right. And then you can rehydrate that kelp. You can boil that kelp. Or it can get used... um, I've had kelp that's basically sort of almost grated or shredded into little tiny flakes, basically. It's like kind of
1: helping your teeth a little bit there.
0: Well, you can take those flakes and almost like fucking dust them on like a salad or something like that. And it kind of adds a little bit of saltiness. It gets a little bit of ocean in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Um, that. So there's lots of fun things you can do with that. But another thing that has probably happened in some cultures a little bit for a long time but has been getting some scientific attention, is trying to ferment the kelp. Can't help ourselves. We ferment everything. Yeah, it's beautiful.
1: Okay, so that that makes it tastier, I suppose?
0: Yeah, so in this case, it's a lactic acid bacteria fermentation, which is what we were talking about in our pickling episode. That's kind of one of the main ways that you can pickle stuff, right? And so... One of the things that normally you'd have to do is you'd normally add a pretty good amount of salt in there. Right. Don't have to worry about that. Kelp's pretty salty. Yeah. Right? So you can kind of just take that kelp and you can grow some lactic acid bacteria in there. And you don't even need to pickle it for very long. Right. And what you end up seeing is that the sodium levels drop, actually, because it gets used up, I guess, metabolized a little bit into the bacteria. Yeah. So sodium levels actually in the kelp drop some. Mm-hmm. The heavy metal composition of kelp, which I'll talk about a little bit later, also drops some. Right, because that's probably, that's bad, right? Like, we don't want to eat that, right? Uh, typically not. Yeah. Typically not. Yeah. But the carb levels stay pretty close to the same, and the Le- protein levels stay pretty good. It leads to Satanism. There was actually a oh, big... The heavy metal. Yeah, because after the
1: Olympics in Korea, I think 84? Uh-huh. No, that was L.A. But a lot of Koreans came to L.A. Okay. There was a big jump in Kim eating, and then a huge rise in heavy metal and Satanism. Sure. Uh, just the next year. Because yeah. of all the heavy metal in the Kim. That's excellent. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> this is also a history podcast. Yeah. yeah, Hail Satan. Yeah. Um, uh, Do a- you, you know one of the big Satan panics apparently started at Robinson Elementary School?
0: Uh, I heard that in Manhattan Beach, there was a satanic panic thing, yeah, like a daycare yeah. thing or something like that.
1: My, I, I guess this is anecdotal from my coworker who listens to other podcasts. There's like a mm-hmm. lot of degrees of separation here. Mm-hmm. Um, I heard it was like Robinson, but but this is what's different than a lot of other same panics is people were actually sacrificing children. <laughs> <laughs> to Beelzebub uh, what, I, what I heard was, it wasn't a Satan panic sorry. it was a Satan it, it was a sane, uh,
0: you know exorcism yeah. <laughs> a Satanic accurate description of uh, uh, a Satan happening if yeah you want. Wh- what I heard was that there was like some kind of children's daycare and then like a kid went home one day and was like Mommy, I saw them flushing the baby down the toilet, and the baby looked at me, and we smiled at each other, and then they flushed him down the toilet, and he Uh was gone forever. That's a classic Antichrist movie. And then they, like, went in there, and they were like, where's the baby toilet? And, you know, like, all this stuff, and, like, (laughs) it's just, like, some people, like, went on trial or something like that, and were like, we don't know how to flush a baby. Like, that's, like, not a thing we can do. That's Um, so stupid. Yeah, it was dumb. It yeah, was dumb. It's so stupid how the authorities didn't catch them. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's go, Brandon. Am I right? <laughs> if they wanted to catch a bunch of baby killers, yeah, yeah. they didn't need to go any further than Hollywood. Am I right? That's right. That's Those right. Hollywood elites. That was Hollywood. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Great. You're never gonna work again. <laughs> uh, oh boy. All right. All right. All right. So apparently the fermented kelp tasted pretty good. <laughs> that's That's all I have to say about it. Okay, well, let's take a break. Because after a break... <laughs>
1: let's talk about Hermosa Beach. <laughs> now, now after the break, we're going to talk about how nutrient-rich all this stuff is and the many, many ways we like to um,
0: over-vitamin ourselves. Wow, that's great. Using kelp. Okay. Nice. Hey everyone, Sean here, and I just wanted to talk to you guys about our sponsor this week, which is BetterHelp.com, BetterHelp.com. They're a service, basically, that sets you up with a counselor or therapist, and you can get set up in less than 48 hours. It all happens online, Uh, so I think maybe this has come up in a couple episodes, but I'm currently getting therapy, and I love it. I think it's really great. And I think there's a lot of people out there who, you know, maybe are going through life and don't even really realize that they could use a little bit of time each week to kind of work through things and contextualize their lives and feelings. And BetterHelp is a really great way that you can get that kind of resource, especially if you live in an area that doesn't have quite as much access to trained therapists. There's therapists that can help you with depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, but all kinds of other more specialized matters as well, like LGBT team matters, family conflicts, and so on. And for a short period of time, BetterHelp is actually because they're sponsoring our podcast, have a link set up, betterhelp.com/listener, where you can get 10% off your first month of therapy through them. And so, you know, I think that it's a it's a really important thing for people to kind of try to take care of their mental health, especially now during the pandemic, it's really kind of dragging on. I think everyone's feeling the weight of it. So, if you are feeling that weight, I think it's a great time to go to betterhelp.com listener and give it a shot.
1: So guys, I have a bit of a bone to pick in this next section because mm-hmm. Stacy used to take uh, a lot of vitamins um, and she's dead now. Uh, because she used too many vitamins. And we have a different of ingenuity. (laughs) She's not looking at me shocked at the moment. (laughs) And so, um, you know, I wish people didn't use kelp for nutrients. (laughs) No, but anyway, Sean, so uh, kelp's got a lot of good shit in it. Like a lot of plants. I feel like
0: plants got good shit, animals got bad shit. What's
1: the good shit in plants?
0: Yeah, it is funny in a certain sense. It's like, like many other things human beings eat, there are nutrients and shit inside kelp. Except rabbits, right? Can't you like eat rabbit and like still die? There's a lot of lean proteins you can still eat and not get enough energy out of it to be able to survive. Yeah, I think we uh, we learned that from that one show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? What the fuck was that show called? I don't know, but it was awesome. Yeah, it was like <laughs> you guys need to check it out. It's like I'm I'm in the dark and I'm cold by myself or something. I think like alone. <laughs> Sure, same. No. Same, same as what I said. <laughs> whatever. whatever. So. All right, so one of the nutrients that kelp has a shitload of is iodine. Mm, okay. mm.
1: This was um, one of the first times the government tried to meddle with your kitchen, right? <laughs> the iodized salt <laughs> put
0: early analog microchips into your blood. <laughs> Honestly, I think there is a small movement out there to be like, oh, I only used non-iodized salt. Because, like, I don't believe in the addition of iodine to my diet and stuff. That's disgusting. Which is, like, fucking mind-blowing. I know. Because, I know. <laughs> oh, shit. And, uh, I'll get yeah, into yeah, that yeah. in a second. But, basically, Ugh. iodine is an essential nutrient for humans. Yeah, it's very important. We need it. Yeah, we need what's it... a disease where you get, like... It's a the... like goiter. Yeah, that's shit's nuts, dude. Yeah, it doesn't look great. It's yeah, like yeah. a giant bulbous thing growing out of your neck.
1: Yeah, what, what is it on, a thyroid again? Yes. Yeah, so...
0: shit's fucked. As far as we can tell, iodine is used basically one place in your body, in the thyroid, and the thyroid is located in your neck, Mm. and it's a place of a lot of hormone production. Okay, so hormones are little signaling jabronis that go over your body, they do all kinds of stuff. Yeah, they signal my wife to be mad at me, am I right? (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs)
1: Just kidding. Just kidding. She's that's dead from, that, from using too many vitamins. So that's not a problem I have anymore. She, she's, stop looking at me like that. Oh, she's not actually looking at me. Yeah, no, I lied so. about that. She's over it. She's on Instagram. She yeah, it. She, she's on Instagram. She, she's surfing the metaverse. Okay. Well, anyway. Um, yeah, so
0: so uh, the thyroid hormones do a lot of stuff. Right, right, right. One of the things that they do is they help control the metabolic rate of tissues all over your body. Right, 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 right. So that's pretty important. Those hormones also play a role during brain development and central nervous system development. Yeah, yeah. So it's really important for fetuses and for babies and stuff like
1: yeah, that. Yeah, they play a huge role in a lot of men suddenly getting mad about transgender athletes. Am I right? <laughs> it's like, just like some guys see transgender athletes and just like their thyroid just like, <laughs> just like fucking fattens up by 100%. And they're like, what? What am I fair to sports? <laughs> ah! God
0: damn it. You know? You're bringing a lot of stuff to <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> a lot of hot button topics out of you. Um, oh boy. So. So a couple of those main hormones that the thyroid produces actually has iodine, the element iodine, yeah. built into them as an important part of the enzyme function. Yeah. So if you don't have enough iodine, you will not have enough of those hormones. You know what I should have said? is I should have said the thyroid hormones are a very important
1: part of the male hormonal response to transgender athletes. That's the way I should have framed it because then it sounded more science-y uh-huh. until the end. Yeah, I just, I'm just, it's this kind of self critical attitude is important to develop as a, as a, um, as kind of an influencer. I thought thought you were going to say as a bartender. (laughs) Bartender, influencer, you know, it's um, many platforms for my rising star.
0: Yes, that's yeah. beautiful. Okay, let's cut that's a lot beautiful. of that. <laughs> I kinda liked a lot of it. <laughs> um so iodine as an element is like not that common in food stuff that we get on land. It's mainly in dairy products in terms of being a natural source of iodine. Right. How did like early humans get iodine? Yeah, I assume that some of them were like fishing shit. Right. Okay. And then I, I assume some of them got goiters and fucking died. Some of you know. <laughs> <God laughs> goiters, <did>. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Jared Diamond. I mean, Jared yeah, Diamond's I mean, like,
1: it was great being a hunter-gatherer till you died of goiters. Yeah.
0: Dumb-dumb. Yeah, well, I mean, so a goiter is this, like, very large growth that basically happens from an overgrowth of your thyroid. Sexy. This is maybe a little paradoxical, but if you don't have enough iodine, your thyroid actually like, kind of inflates up, like, balloons up bigger. That's sexy. And then makes this big fucking thing kind of poking out of your neck. Mate, that's not sexy sexy yeah look, I mean it's, I sexy, I it.
1: it's a it's your own thing I get it
0: you know yeah yeah you could, nah, I don't know like take a sharpie put a smiley face on
1: it it yeah. could be cool but well, like look, I've been rewatching a lot of 90s sitcoms and there's a lot of body shame about goiters and,
0: and I'm trying to move past that you know yeah I, mean? I was like, in Clueless right the, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, the new
1: girl had a goiter <laughs> and
0: then she got the makeover and then yeah, like yeah, tried yeah, to give yeah, her, of it yeah yeah it was oh. such a disturbing scene with Brittany Murphy <laughs> so um uh <laughs> dairy products is kind of the natural source of iodine but Ever since we found out that you can avoid having goiters and can avoid people basically having brain damage or poor neural development. Sure. We started putting iodine in salt.
1: Right. Because... Was like the 10s and 20s? When was that? That was like early... Yeah, yeah. yeah I think that was the 1920s. I remember Matthew was, but... Iglesias once mentioning that as like a good example of a quiet neoliberal budget style like policy that was like clearly... Immensely beneficial. Yeah,
0: yeah, surprisingly yeah.
1: good. But also kind of like one of those low-hanging fruit. Kind of like how like you're a Archimedes and you just sit in a bathtub and be like, "Whoa, <laughs> <laughs> the water rose!" <laughs> 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 wow, 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 yeah. wow, wow, yeah, wow! <laughs> <laughs> it's like, but iodine salt, you know, was like
0: the 1920s was the time for those kind of simple <laughs> yeah. solutions. Yeah. You know? yeah, a, these dumb shits are gonna love this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah um, yes. <laughs> okay, uh, but anyway, yeah. And so iodized salt, very good. Yeah, very good at being able to provide us with the daily intake of iodine that we need. Nowadays, a lot of salt that you purchase at the grocery store will say, does not have iodine in it. Right. Okay. Not all of that is some kind of, you know, bowing down to consumer pressure from like weirdos that don't want iodine. Right. Some of that is just like... It's bowing down to consumer pressure from morons who want Himalayan salt. (laughs) Kind of, yeah. (laughs) So it's just that like... Natural rock salt, and like it's like big, like sexy crystal form. Right. Oftentimes, we don't have any opportunity to add iodine to that. Right. So you're you just going to get it without iodine. Yeah. Right. Um, you know,
1: I bought Himalayan pink salt once. Yeah. And I just felt like an idiot for like the whole time I was still living in that apartment, it was just like looking at me. And I was like, these are too big to use. <laughs> I was like, oh, I don't like rocks that big on anything. <laughs> and he was like, you spent $20 on me, boys. <laughs>
0: He's just laughing at me. I feel like I've seen sometimes certain kinds of foods like cooked up and everything and then served on like a slab of Himalayan sea salt. Yeah, and that's th- fucked up. Yeah, yeah. Yes, it is. It is pretty, though. It's very pretty. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, man, that's so beautiful. But then, like, Sher- I recognize how much it costs to get, like, a solid block of Himalayan Sea salt. A Sherpa died. Yeah. It costs human life. Yeah. Yeah. Every one of those is one Sherpa. Yeah. We did. don't got that many left. Yeah. yeah right. Please. Please. It's a brick Shields ad, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> so Please donate to your Sherpas. All of this shit that we were just saying about iodine yes. was all to say that kelp and seaweed has a lot of iodine in it. Okay? That's true. And so in a lot of cultures... <clears throat> well, that took a while, didn't it? I know, yes. So <laughs> in cultures where you have a lot of kelp consumption, like in East Asia, yeah. what you end up finding is that those populations do not really need any iodine supplementation. They don't have a goiter. They got plenty of that in there. But a place that does have a bit of a goiter problem is North Korea, uh, uh, because it is a mountainous area with not that much coastlines and people who aren't eating a lot of food to begin with. Yeah, yeah and yeah, so yeah. realistically, warning. yeah, they got some goiters up there. Yeah. Okay, and so actually, I was reading a paper, and like the last paragraph was about like how if Korea like ever unified. They'd have an interesting goiter problem on their hands <laughs> like, we're gonna have to like feed these dudes some kelp or something just another problem to put on the stack <laughs> am i right holy yes, shit do yes, you think indeed. they
1: should unify uh i
0: don't know i uh, i think they should stop being so mad at each other <laughs>
1: that's true i think anyone though like it's interesting because i've heard plenty of people be like i don't know why we unify with north korea but on some level it's like everyone Come on, guys! Can't have two Koreas. Like, I mean, I'm not. I'm not saying it has to change even in our lifetimes, but like at some point, some new dynast is gonna unify Korea because like they're too. Kore- That's weird, dude.
0: Yeah, well, I think I think there's some Germans that are still mad that they unified. Right, both right. Western and Eastern Germans. I was reading
1: this <laughs> hilarious article about um, RB Leipzig, right? And uh-huh. it's like Red Bull purchased it, and so in most Germany, they're like seen as disgusting, especially because they're kind of these parvenus who use like trickery, like financial trickery, for Red Bull to basically buy a soccer club, which is supposed to be impossible mm-hmm. in Germany because of the way that their fans own their clubs. Okay, so they connive their way into owning a team are doing quite well in a league that's dominated by one team, by Bayern Munich. And, like, everyone else in Germany hates it. And in East Germany, they're like, yeah. Like, fuck you guys. Goddamn capitalists. I love my capitalist company, Overlord. I don't want to get vaccinated. And so it's like this funny kind of East-West resentment is kind of the... 10,000 miles overhead view that I was hearing of it.
0: Yeah. Anyway, this episode's about iodine, so let's get back to iodine. Well, that was a great little segment we like to call Nathan's soccer talk. And so that was good. (laughs) Soccer talk. I'm glad we did that. (laughs) So uh, I guess the last thing I want to say about iodine, but this kind of plays into the rest of the conversation about nutrition, is that there's a shitload of species of kelp and seaweed, and they do not have the same levels of fucking anything. Right. They're much like people. Some are smonts, some are dum-dums. Yes, and yeah. in fact, since they are different species, they are actually even more different than people. Uh, I mean, <laughs> let's get this. Um, Bad comparison. So, so, for example, out of kelps, there are orweed kelp yeah. and sugar kelp. Okay. And oreweed kelp is found off the coast of Ireland. Yeah. Okay. And sugar kelp is found all the fuck damn over the place. It's actually one of the more popular kelps to grow in aquaculture. That's cool. Those two have just like fucking boatloads of iodine. Maybe unhealthy amounts of iodine. Yeah. People don't normally OD on iodine. Yeah. But theoretically there should be an upper limit to what you can consume. Right. And those two kelps... Have at least four, if not up to like sixteen to twenty times more iodine than some other kelps and seaweeds. Interesting. So they have a shitload. That's don't, a lot. Don't eat too many of that. Yeah, but like our favorite, right? Kim. 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 It's got a very reasonable amount of iodine. So That's you can good. just scarf that shit down. It tastes. Because I'm also drinking a lot of iodized kosher salt. You <laughs> Are know you? What I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought maybe you're still working through your Himalayan pink sea salt.
1: Nope, I used it once, and like I was <laughs> crushing it, and I was like, this is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what did I do? They do? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Trader Joe's. <laughs> what a pain in the ass. Yeah. Don't, yeah. doesn't Orweed sound like a character from a 1950s sitcom or an 80s remake of a 1950s
0: single? Like, oh, Orweed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It sounds uh, like Archie and the gang and, yeah, and, yeah, and their yeah. buddy Orweed. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Or he's like buddies with Popeye or something like
1: that. Yeah, yeah, totally. In fact, that would make a lot of sense because Popeye's a sailor.
0: Yes. And yeah. I'm sure that his oars had plenty of weed on them. That's true. <laughs> Yeah, sure. Oh, like in a literal sense. <laughs> yes. Hilarious. Not as a pun of anything. You're distracting a <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so we have iodine, but then we got other nutrients, okay? If you just like Google kelp nutrient question mark, they're going to say all kinds of words about it. Yeah. All right. Is so, it one of those things where the article will say that it like stops everything?
1: It's like, you'll get no more cancer.
0: Yeah, we'll get to that a little bit later. That that definitely exists. But at the very least, you'll read things that say kelp has calcium. Right. And iron. Believable. They're useful for people and is, on average, accurate when we talk about kelp. Okay, cool. Kelp also technically has vitamins in it. This varies a lot by species, but we're talking about vitamins like A, a bunch of the B vitamins, including folate, which is very important for pregnant people. Right. And then vitamin C, E, and K. Vitamin C, people like a lot. Right? Look, People Sean, are always trying to get their vitamin C. You did a lot of research and I respect that. But yeah. you know me with vitamins. Eyes yeah. glaze over. Yeah. I hear about them so much, I don't really believe in them. <laughs> okay, give me the big ones, John. Like, what, yeah. what, what,
1: what's the Christopher Nolan twist here? I'm yes, really, yeah. yes.
0: So here's, I guess, my fun part of this. Yeah. Was anytime I read that anything has vitamin C in it, yeah. I'm like, are you sure? <laughs>
1: <laughs> because, like,
0: <laughs> because people fucking love vitamin C. They get the vitamin C gummies and all this shit. They get shit. those Everyone's... packets that say they don't make them sick. They're like, I'm going to get killed in an emergency. It's airborne. Yeah, exactly. Mm. And it's just like fucking downing vitamin C. So I'm very skeptical of vitamin C's existence almost (laughs) like like, (laughs) like let alone it being good for you so i looked into it one of the things that we know about vitamin c is it's actually kind of sensitive a lot of times if you have something that has vitamin c like raw meat surprisingly has a lot of vitamin c but but when you cook as soon as you you cook it yeah the vitamin c breaks down yeah right so the thing about kelp is that we almost never eat kelp raw you almost always eat kelp after it's been dried right does anything get more nutrient-rich when you cook it? Um, I mean, is that even possible? Or is like everything basically better for you raw? There are certain kinds of sugars and proteins that become more available to you to digest right? once they're cooked. And that makes sense, because you're basically like, what is digestion if not like punching some energy
1: in there to get some energy out, right?
0: Right. A lot of times digestion is about breaking things down, and right. cooking can break things down and okay. get kind of a kickstart on it for you. I right? see. But for a lot of these small molecules that, like, ideally we would want to absorb as they are already sitting there. All right. A lot of those can be sensitive and break down. Vitamin C is a good example. Right. Okay. That's why everyone talks about raw veggies and fruit, right? Yeah. And meat. Yes. I apparently. eat raw chicken. Oh, yeah?
1: Because I, I just don't believe in salmonella. I don't even know. I've never had it. I don't know anyone who said salmonella. <laughs> I don't All right?
0: Don't Anthony think... Fauci tried to get me vaccinated <laughs> against salmonella.
1: <All> right. <laughs>
0: Sorry. I'm I don't sorry. even think raw chicken's the one with vitamin C in it. What percent
1: of our viewership do you think ever even wants to hear anything like Donald Trump ever again? Like you think two percent or three or zero? Stacey's giving me a big old butthole. <laughs> I, I think all probably, the things I said about her earlier, she barely even looked up. Yeah.
0: I mentioned the Donald, she's like, You shut your whore mouth. Yeah, yeah. It'd be nice to not hear that ever again.
1: Boy, twenty twenty four is gonna be a hard year. I I can see it coming. <laughs> Yeah, as um, a satirist, I'm looking for. A uh, are you? Yeah, dude. I don't think that he's that's, very good for satirists. Well, it's like whenever people would interview Seth Meyer and be like, "Hey, are you really happy about how you were part of the reason Donald Trump became president?" And Seth Meyer was like, "Yeah, it's been great for my career." <laughs> <laughs> it's famously what comedians <laughs> say about it. That's
0: funny. yeah. Anyway, <laughs> um, okay. So kelp, whatever amount of vitamin C it had in the water, it does not have it by the time you're eating it. Okay, right. and even the amount of vitamin C it had raw. Doesn't compare that favorably to, like, what we think of as the high vitamin C fruits and veggies that you normally go to. Yeah. Right? Okay, so, for example, one of the things that, like, pound for pound has the most vitamin C is rosehip. Rosehip's got a shitload of vitamin C. Mm. Parsley has a lot of vitamin C. Strawberries, grapefruit, okay? That's cool. All of those guys got boatloads more vitamin C than raw kelp right. does. And, and, and then once is, all that dried, stuff
1: tastes like dog shit.
0: Strawberries. Yeah, like strawberries, dude. <laughs>
1: strawberries are a garnish. <laughs> all right. So they put Strawberries so to put in cakes, so I don't eat them all. <laughs> You're like, oh, Nathan's at the party. How uh, oh, you got to put strawberries yeah. in that cake so Nathan thinks it's gross? Uh, we had that strawberry cake for Stacy's birthday. I was like, this is Stacy's cake. <laughs> I actually still ended up eating it. and I was like, you should have seen my face as I ate the strawberries. Oh, I was like, oh. You're well, <laughs> such a naughty boy. How can you have this opinion? You, 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 I'm one of the... I don't like the miscegenation of fruit and cake. Can you say? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I can say it. <laughs> but fruit
0: and cake have such a long history together.
1: Yeah, I just um yeah, keep them separate. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? Separate and unequal. <laughs> I don't understand what the shit is happening. <laughs> I'm just always like using politics to understand my food. God damn it. No, no, no but really, I hate fruit and
0: cake. <sighs> I mean, that's like the most polarizing thing I'm I know to you. you're being honest, which is what makes him <laughs> <it> more upset <laughs> you, of you. Yeah, I was about to say, he's like, this really upset. <laughs> he's not mad. <laughs> he's upset. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it wouldn't make any sense to be mad yeah, at you about it. Yeah, I just I remember, don't feel good. I remember a week ago,
1: I was like, yeah, you know, Sean, I think uh, Donald Trump's still really president. And Sean was like, yeah, it's all right. Yeah, buddy, come yeah, on. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, you can't have fruit and cake. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I kind of consider them to be kind of different experiences of sweetness, and I, I don't really like them together. Um, I don't know what I'm
0: supposed to say about that. It's just like, it's <laughs> man,
1: Stacey's never looked madder at me. Okay, I'm sorry. Let's move on, guys. I'm really burning bridges
0: We here. definitely need to keep that in, though. because I want everyone to know how you feel about okay, it. Okay, let's make sure we finally edit a few of the things out, though. <laughs> okay, so you got them vitamin shits. Maybe not vitamin C so much, but yeah, vitamin I mean, A and a couple of I don't other get a lot of vitamin C. It's in it's there like kelp. these strawberries. Other things yeah. you can get out of kelp? Yeah. Is there are some enzymes in kelp that maybe if they're dried properly, you can get a little bit into your guts. Okay. And in that case, there's some studies that suggest maybe it helps people not be quite so gassy. Oh, that's interesting. Mainly by breaking down certain kinds of carbohydrates. This aspect of kelp may also help it a little bit later in the segment that we're going to do about putting it into cattle feed. Yeah. But in any case, it can make us less gassy. That's cool. That's cool. One of the things that normally... Well, yeah. What do you got? You got words to say? No,
1: no, no. Well, I guess, I am genuinely curious, do humans produce methane when we fart, or is it just a cow problem? We do, just less than cows. Right. Yeah. And also, like, with cows, you'd be like, let's eat less cows. But with humans, it's like, eat less humans? We're really not eating <laughs> enough. Yes, that's very true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: But <laughs> I think a lot of people aren't thinking about it so much as the, like... <laughs> The climate change element of people farting, and more like people sometimes get like unpleasant levels of gassiness and it like it causes them pain. Well, that's why we're trying to change the paradigm with this show.
1: You know, people need to be more everything's like, about climate change, <laughs> yeah. climate, climate, climate change.
0: Yeah, so a lot of things kind of are about climate change though. So so earlier we talked about how you can ferment kelp a little bit as a processing method, right? Uh, and that could drop things like some of the heavy metal content and yeah. stuff. Another option is both how you store it before drying it and how you dry it, right? So kelp may have a pretty good nutritional content when it's in the water. But typically what happens after they kind of collect up kelp for processing is they'll keep it in seawater for a little bit, like in a big tank. Before they do the drying process. That's cool. And apparently the longer you keep it in that seawater, the lower the nutritional value is. Okay. So you start to lose nutritional value the longer you keep it in there. So you want to get it out of there pretty quick. And then you want to dry it. And how you dry it can make a difference in how many of the nutrients stick around. Whether you lose any other things like sodium, which there's usually a lot of in kelp. And so all, all of those things are to say that, like, different species of kelp, they have different nutritional content. But even the same species from, like, two different companies could have different nutritional content. Right. Kelp yeah. collected at different months in the year can have different protein levels, right? So, like, right. there's all kinds of stuff going on Is there.
1: that also actually true of any type of produce? And we just don't think of as much because, I don't
0: know. Or is that, like, uniquely true of kelp because of the less controlled variables of an ocean? Well, I think those are actually kind of the same answer is that if we had as little control over our current vegetables right. as we do over kelp's environment, yeah. then our current vegetables would also be probably be highly variable. Yeah, whereas we but, got like a full-ass panopticon right. on land veggies. We've gotten much better at controlling the, ti- uh, the like the, the soil, titty. yeah, the titty.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you gotta control the titty. That's that's uh, Matt Tucker or Max Tucker, or whatever. That's pickup artist control the titty. <laughs> oh no, it's Tom Cruise from Magnolia. Control the titty, own that titty. <laughs> Great, <laughs> sorry, excuse <me>. very good. <laughs> very good. Uh, <laughs>
0: Uh we St- do a- <laughs> Stacey's looking down sad. We do a lot. Too. You know, it's
1: funny how much Stacy can emote while still only looking at Instagram. It's like sometimes she looks happily at Instagram, and right now she's looking very disappointed yeah. at Instagram. She's trying
0: to escape into the Instagram. <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah so <laughs> uh, We have a lot of ways of controlling uh soil composition and stuff like that. Okay. Yeah? Yeah, yeah you good? Yeah. <laughs>
1: but with Kelp, it's
0: like the ocean's like wee! Yeah, The ocean, do what right. it want, right? <laughs> right. Um, Poseidon. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So, let's take a break. Because, <laughs> good God. And then, when we come back... Can I uh, talk about other stuff? Well, yes, yes. But specifically, what we were just talking about in terms of the nutritional content of kelp is all things that I think are true. Right. Now, let's get into the section of stuff uh, where I'm like, much less sure any of this shit actually matters. That's about. exciting. So, kelp, colon... Uh, Kelp colon (laughs) Kelp colon (laughs) Less gas Uh,
1: Kelp colon Speculative fiction Yeah that sounds fun Yeah Let's do it after the break Are you mad? Do you want to see the world burn? Do you want a haircut? Well fucking get one At Ray Salon We cut hair Angrily Men's hair Anywhere Even taint which makes me even madder! Cause we're Rage Saloon!
0: This is a real place! We passed it on Western Avenue in Gardena after we had bacon BREAKFAST! It was really more of a brunch.
1: Don't fucking lie, bro! I don't eat brunch with dudes!
0: You had mimosas. Ah, oh,
1: you're making me so mad! So mad! I need a haircut!
0: Then get one at... Rage Salute! This is a fake ad for a real place of business we've never been we just like the name they're at 16134 southwestern avenue gardena california 90247 with no listed phone number which is pretty metal
1: okay so kelp maybe benefits or suffers from a lot of other shit <laughs> let me rephrase that uh i know this is what i'm looking for but like in as much as kelp i think kind of has still like a slightly exotic quality it suffers from a lot of information and misinformation, right? Like, there's a lot of stuff online about what it can or can't do. What makes it more complicated is, unlike a crystal lamp in your room, uh, it's not utter bullshit.
0: Right, yeah. It's kind of like a fad of the week kind of thing. And then, right. Like, you know, for a while, like, goji berries were, like, fucking, like, mind-blowing. They're like, right. oh, it's a miracle berry. Right. and Like, cure, you know, everything. Right. And As I referenced
1: in the beginning of the episode, like, every Olympics... There's Mm -hmm. like a new article about kelp or seaweed in
0: some capacity. Yeah, or like kimchi, like right. Kimchi always gets stuff, and yeah. So in this section, I'm going to talk about a lot of things that are in kelp, and I'm pretty confident that they are in kelp. What I don't think the science has established is that those things do anything useful in humans. Right. Just to reference an earlier
1: podcast, diet science is kind of famously a black hole.
0: Yes. Yes. And sometimes it takes a lot of art. Yeah, really? (laughs) Nathan's holding my hand now.
1: My belly's cold.
0: (laughs) It is weirdly cold. What's going on with that? I'm
1: barren. (laughs) It just made me think a lot about how I can't make life. (laughs) And how I'm barren. Well, your stomach is weirdly cold.
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't know what's going on with that. I'm a little worried about Despite looking pregnant.
1: (laughs) Uh, That's great. That's great.
0: Okay. Um... (laughs)
1: <laughs> I mean you popped your shirt off earlier but it
0: is funny because this is the first time I'm looking at your stomach instead of your nipples which are like much like <laughs> beacons yeah. They transmit
1: like, signals back to us
0: they definitely draw the eyes you yeah, 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 I mean? yeah 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 sure um,
1: <laughs> I'm down here Sean oh no nah, <laughs> why did I look nah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. what's happened to your thermal underwear <laughs> okay uh, so Kelp's got some shit in it Okay, one of those things that it's got are polar lipids, okay? Okay. Polar lipids are, I would say, akin to or similar to phospholipids that make up all of our cell membranes. Okay, and phospholipid, like, they're, like, looking in opposite directions, right? And that's what a polar lipid is, I guess? It's like you got two lipids and they're looking other ways? Yeah, so what a polar lipid is, like a phospholipid, is it's got one end that's doing something like enjoying water. Right. And then it's got another end that doesn't like water. Right. And so the polarity means that it's got one end doing something and the other end doing something else. right? right? And so some of these polar lipids, it's got a bunch of different kinds, some of these polar lipids are kind of unusual and rare in that we don't see them in very many terrestrial plants. We don't see them in animals. Okay. Well, so is the assertion that that's good for you to eat? So one of the ideas is that those polar lipids might be good at transporting fats and that some of those fats which are polyunsaturated fats may be quote unquote the good kind of fat there's a lot of iffy stuff in that right (laughs) that's a lot of maybes yeah uh so this is like dr oz's candidacy like (laughs) candidate platform so like on one hand i'm sure that polar lipids are able to transport fats right that's definitely a thing that happens in nature whether or not kelp does that in any kind of way that's useful for humans right i really don't know if anyone's ever shown that to me i mean
1: to re-reference an early episode i mean isn't part of the big problem with diet science is like we're talking about molecules and like a kind of complex system like who the fuck knows like it's really hard to empirically prove that that's happening or not happening right
0: yeah, it is tough. Uh, I mean, first of all, eating is complicated, I guess, right. to study. There's a lot of shit going on. A yeah. lot of things going into your body at a that point. A lot of shit going on. And then people are notoriously difficult to study. Right, because, right, right. Because, I mean, first of all, even doing a diet study where it's like, okay, every single day you have to eat this meal... Yeah. People are not gonna do that shit. Yeah, You're yeah, right? yeah. I mean, I've lied on them, like, every diet I've <laughs> been part of. Yeah, exactly. They're
1: like, did you? I was like, No, I had no chocolate today! <laughs> <laughs> Who told you? They're a liar! We <laughs> 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 scampered off.
0: Yes, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nathan has ruined many diet studies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, including probably some on kelp. So, like, yeah, I, that's honestly... True. That's true. So <laughs> they are like, eat yeah. kelp, and <laughs> I was like, fuck you. <laughs> yes. I don't mean to suggest that all of diet science and all of these articles that are coming out about this stuff is like... Utterly bullshit. Yeah, like, you know, all written by charlatans or anything like that. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that it's very, very difficult to control things here. Right. The gap
1: between a a decent theory or hypothesis, I suppose, and, like,
0: something you could prove... Yes. ...is pretty big. Yes. So... Yeah. Another thing that kelp has... ...are polyphenols and fluorotannins. Fluorotannins... (laughs) Yes. Fluorotannins are very similar to... Tannin, tannins, tannins, yep, that you would find in, like, wine. so how it gives like kelp wine its kind of leathery quality. <laughs> mm. <laughs> so I don't think it'd be a wine, but I do wonder if you could make, like, a kelp beer or something like that. Probably could. Barefoot's newest wine. Might
1: be a little disturbing. Did you know Barefoot Wine Company is making an Oreo flavor? What does that mean? I mean, it's like a wine, but Oreo flavored. I don't understand how you can have a wine that's Oreo-flavored. I mean,
0: I don't don't know. It can't be that. I I don't understand what that means. (laughs) Can't, Can't you just, like... You tell me they're putting like chocolate and cream into wine? Well. Because that's not wine anymore.
1: <laughs> I mean, I don't know what to tell you, man. You, so, just, you just made strange drink. Okay. We're drinking it on this pod. okay? Because <laughs> <What? laughs> you pushed my button. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. It's just like a, they're releasing. It's like the ad for it is like a barefoot, like a bottle of barefoot wine and then a pack of Oreos. And it's like Oreo wine. And I'm pretty certain it's not a parody. I'm pretty certain it's like their next bottling.
0: All right, we'll bring this wine in here. Okay. We'll, we'll interview for, this wine. For fucking yeah. Let's
1: see what happens. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, you can't talk to White Shop. <laughs> you idiot. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you can. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. It's like it's your like, superpowers. You talk two. to inanimate objects. That's <laughs> why you're such an introvert. <laughs> it's because you, you have all these rooms to talk to. You know? <laughs> so, yeah, it's like, what do you
0: need people My for? dining
1: room table won't shut yeah, the it's fuck up. Yeah, fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> why would you sit on me? <laughs> I have a chair dining room table. <laughs> Please just sit on me. <laughs>
0: i said so jealous. <laughs> Is this good? <laughs> is this good radio? Um, okay. This is a good podcast. Uh, so polyphenols and fluorotannins should be good antioxidants. Just chemically, the way that they're formed, they have a lot of ring structures with a lot of resonance in terms of their electron distribution. Cool. And so because of that, you would assume that they're very good antioxidants, kind of like vitamin C. Okay? Yeah. There are some studies where if you take fluorotannins, and you extract them, and then you put them on bacteria. The bacteria doesn't grow so well. It'll kill some bacteria, stuff right. like that. So maybe those two things in combination would mean that if you used kelp in certain food things, maybe there'd be some preservative qualities that would kind of extend to the food. Right, It would prevent some oxidation. It might prevent some bacterial growth. Okay. Now, it's just there's also a bunch of fluorotannin studies that are like, oh, we think it, like, cures diabetes. And, like, oh, we think that this one cures cancer or, like, is anti-HIV. And it's like, I don't think it's any of that shit. Right. Probably. You know what I mean? Like, it, there's a possibility that they'll eventually find a really specific thing that does something cool like that. Right. But I don't think any of those fucking studies have shown anything close to that yet. Right. So I think fluorotannins are one of those things where it's a, it's a little bit of a Molecular family of the week kind of thing. It's, a, right. it's an overly inflated, popular one right now. Okay. well, um, and Tell me about another overly inflated family. Fucoidan, Damn. Is a sugar polymer that exists in kelp. And there are actually some clinical trials going on right now where they're trying to give uh, fucoidan along with chemotherapy to see if it either makes the chemotherapy work better or if it makes the side effects of chemotherapy sort of lessened at all. Okay. Um, And there's also a little bit of studies out there that seem to suggest that maybe it helps with some inflammatory disorders. With all of these things, the proof will be in the actual science. And, you know, we'll see the evidence once the trials are done, once the experiments are done. So until then, I'm not placing like a whole shitload of belief in this uh, Ficoidan. But, you know, we'll see. Chemotherapy and rock help? Or cancer? (laughs)
1: <laughs> Taking the cancer, <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> like you can't
0: make me do both, dude. There's no way. <laughs> Nathan would rather die of asshole cancer yeah, yeah. <laughs> than than take. Uh... But the kelp, it's kelp extract, Nathan. Okay, uh, it's like the kelp sugars. All right. Okay. Okay, all right. okay. So that's tasty. Well,
1: I don't know if it's tasty, but I don't think it's that bad. Give me death. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, anyway, so
0: all this shit is like maybe good, but boy, the jury's still out. Yes. Something that's much less ambiguously good about kelp yeah. is its use in feed yeah. for cattle. Right. Okay. A lot of humans, look, we don't all want to eat kelp. Luckily,
1: cattle are animals.
0: They <laughs> yes. don't give a shit. <laughs> well, they don't get much of a vote. Right. That's true. That's true. They're uh, disenfranchised. Although I did read an entire paper where they just like showed kelp to like a different species of kelp to cattle and saw which ones the cattle liked more or less. So they did do like taste tests. And what did this. the cattle prefer? There were really specific ones where like they would stay away from certain ones and then a bunch of them they did not give a shit. So apparently there's a couple of them. Cattle, like what is that fishy bullshit? I don't like that. Yeah. So we've actually kind of talked about this study before. Right. It's not just a single study, but like this result before, which is that we have cattle. Right. We keep them alive for milking, but also for getting all kinds of tasty meats out of it. Right. Right. And tragically, they produce a lot of methane. Yes, and that's because there are multi-stomach ruminants. When you have multi-stomach ruminants where their main source of food is chewing up grasses and shit like that and then having bacteria help them break down that grass, they end up having other bacteria that produces a shitload of methane from that. What
1: do they produce, like 20% of all emissions or some crazy shit like that? It was really high. It was really high. Yeah, Look, it's like, go listen to our
0: climate change episode.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Someone do that and tell us what the number is. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, so it turns out if you put some kelp in their feed, this problem like evaporates
0: you, you or see, goes away. A lot. Right. So depending on the study, you'll see something ranging from like a seventy to ninety-five percent reduction in their methane. That's pretty cool. And in this case, typically it's not technically a kelp. Usually it's a seaweed and specifically a red algae that's kind of most responsible for this. It's called Asparagopsis taxiformis. Okay. Cool. And yeah, this uh this kind of red seaweed you can, like, kind of grind it up and then feed it to cattle, like, along with, like, a little bit of corn or soy or something like that. So they don't even have to only eat the kelp or the seaweed. Oh, no, no, no. It ends up being, like, less than 1% of their diet. Wow. Okay. So how does that have such a big impact? Right. So this particular species of seaweed naturally has a lot of methane producing bacteria in its environment mm. and that sometimes try to like feed on some of the byproducts of this seaweed. And so the seaweed actually has enzymes that will capture methane and transform it into a different molecule. Whoa. And that molecule actually tends to inhibit the methane production of those bacteria. Wow. So I don't this seaweed kind of creates a negative feedback loop onto the bacteria to reduce their activity. That molecule is called bromoform, mm. and they've actually also done trials where instead of feeding the cattle kelp or seaweed, they'll put the bromoform, just the chemical, in there, and that works but not as well as having the actual seaweed in there. Right. So there's probably a few other methods and things like that. are that wow. the reason why. That's but cool. But definitely this works. That's one of
1: those Matthew Iglesias kind of ideas. We got <laughs> to start using that, all right? And then all my left-wing friends will tell me... Oh, that's a cop-out. That's not going to change the broader systems of inequality.
0: Those fucking vegans. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) um, So, look, even at half a percent of the dry feed weight, so, like, a really small amount of the food, even that much seaweed, is, like, half of all the seaweed we currently produce commercially. Right. Right. So, we would need to scale up seaweed and kelp production. Right. But... We just spent all these episodes talking about doing that anyway. Right. So, hey, why don't we use some of that to fucking feed these cattle so they're not farting quite so crazy? Right. right. We finally have a, a good reason to do all this <laughs> aquaculture. Yeah. Yeah, we in case nothing about. else was convincing you, yeah, you yeah. can also use it for this yeah. and the cattle would fart less. Yeah, because uh, I tell you what, it wasn't convincing me in terms of food. <laughs> like, I love Kim. Uh, but I
1: already eat as much Kim as I want.
0: And uh, I don't need more Kim. Nathan, I know this is very important to you. So I looked yeah. into it. Yeah. And they've done a study. And cattle that are raised this way with this kind of feed do not taste any different. The meat is still marbled the same, uh, got the same flavors. Okay. It doesn't have any kind of off flavors from like some kind of seaweed. Because I've been seeing thing. a lot of ads on YouTube about
1: how methane is very important to the marbling. <laughs> you need the cast to make methane or the marbling's worse. <laughs> well, oh in know? this case, it ain't yeah. true. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cattle still tastes good. That's what
0: I get for trusting the ads I see between Ben Shapiro's uh, episodes. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Just kidding. So, so two more little things to say about kelp and its nice uses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of kelp. Yeah. Our poor listeners. We're finishing. Yeah. We're wrapping it up. Okay. One of them is alginate. So, aside from using kelp itself as an ingredient, there's something that we can extract out of kelp that gets used in a lot of food products. Yeah. Alginate is a polysaccharide. It's a polymer made out of carbohydrate. Right. And there's not just one kind of alginate, but it's kind of the same backbone and then a bunch of different stuff added on and everything. So you can have different kinds of alginate out there. Uh But very broadly, alginate is useful for taking a liquid and making it thicker or making it more viscous or making gels or forming films and all kinds of cool stuff like that.
1: Well, but it must taste bad, right? Because it's called alginate.
0: That's gross sounding. Alginate is uh, mostly flavorless. Um, so it's mostly just a texturizer in a sense. And you can do that for smoothing certain things out. So like alginate gets used a lot in ice creams for making like really smooth and creamy ice creams. Holy shit. And it's added to some fruit juices. It's added to some yogurt salad dressings, but also stuff like toothpaste to make toothpaste smooth. Right. Right. When you're at the dentist, sometimes you have to bite down on this like gel stuff to do an imprint of your teeth. That's alginate. That can be alginate. Holy shit. And then also, people use alginate for things like wound healing pastes and gels and stuff like that. That's cool. Uh, And also as a biodegradable bio ink for 3D printing organs and all kinds of shit like that. So, Mm -hmm. alginate's cool, dude. It's got a lot of uses. And that shit is just straight up from brown algae slash kelp. That's our main source of it. Right. And then lastly, you know, we had talked in a previous episode about biofuel.
1: Nah, biofuel's bad. Biofuel's a fad, right? Isn't it, like, not actually
0: that good or whatever? Well... I guess the whole idea of biofuel is that you're still burning a fuel. Right. Right. The only idea is that you're hopefully offsetting that by having captured the carbon in the first place. So it's supposed to be carbon neutral to make biofuel. Right, 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 right. Uh, And it's working off the idea that, like, we might not be able to feasibly phase out all fuel. Right. So, like, biofuel is
1: better than coal. And, like, solar wind might be better than biofuel. But, like, you know, we can't.
0: Yeah, it's it's like we might not be able to have jet planes yeah. that fly off of batteries. But or they something can like. fly off alginate. Well, they might be able to fly off of Kelp. A, kelp. Oh shit. Because as we talked about with biofuels, and so I'm not gonna get super into it, we've developed some methods of being able to turn plant stuff into biomethane, bioethanol, biodiesel, right? right? All these different things. Frankly, kelp and seaweed are similar enough to those plants. Probably do the same thing. We can kind of do the same thing. There's some little adaptations that scientists have figured out. But right. like honestly, it doesn't take that much extra work to turn them into all those same things. And uh, they seem to work pretty well. I mean, would kelp be any better to do for that than like corn? I mean, are everyone obsessed with like corn and soy and shit. So because corn and soy gets used a lot, both as feed for livestock and as food for humans, right. and it's on land when land has a scarcity issue, right? there's a lot of reasons why the better we get at kelp farming, right. the more you could imagine that we have more abundant space to do kelp farming. It might end up being cheaper to use kelp as the source carbon for biofuels. That's cool, man. Well, God, dude, what a hopeful note to end our kelp series on. Yeah, that was a lot of kelp. Colon, the future. I just want you to know, that was for you, Nathan. Okay, because you were, like, fucking mad at me last time. Yeah, I was the only guy who wanted to do kelp in this room, all right? (laughs) John was like, I want to
1: do kelp. Stacey was like, I want to do this pod. And I was like, no,
0: we're doing kelp. That's an excellent note for us to say thank you to Stacey Song, our sound lord and engineer. yeah, yeah, voice of reason.
1: Thank you, Brian, for art. And uh, we gotta uh, I'll get on Sheekriff, Courtney and
0: Andy. we will get on them. Yeah, right? yeah, they gotta thank you when they give me more fucking product. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um all right, we have an email address at petridishpod at gmail.com. We have a Twitter account at Dishpodcast, and we have a Patreon account at patreon.com slash Petridish, where you can give us a dollar or more per month for your own personal reasons. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Tax evasion. <laughs> well guys, it's a
1: new year. 2022. Yeah, 2022, man. That's awesome. You guys, thank you for joining us for two years or whatever. Yeah. Holy yeah. shit, huh? Yeah, we're, dude, our, we're, we're like 130 episodes deep. Dude, you were 33 and I was 27 when this pod started. Wait, is that how math works? Years ago, man. <laughs> it's crazy, dude. Oh, <laughs> Hillary Christ. Clinton was still president. Something about that doesn't add up, but whatever. Wow, man. All right. Hey, every year I'm thankful that you're my brother. Oh, we're we doing this? Yeah, okay. I like right. that you're my brother too. All right. And now it's not, we're not recording this on the new year, so I'm <laughs> having to imagine my emotions <laughs> in the new year. You are my best option for siblings. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You chose. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys. Happy New Year with Petri Dish. Woo! Woo! <laughs>